What up, folks? This is your boy, the Pittsburgh Golf Hack, and you are listening to the official podcast. I'm your host, Garen, and on the other side, I got my boy, Rich. Let's get to it. So, Rich, uh, we're a little overdue, buddy. <laughs> yeah, to say the very least, dude. Uh, life happens. We'll just say that, and we'll move forward. Yeah, and, and indeed it does. It's uh, it's been a long been a long month, but uh, you know we're we're trudging through. But there is one thing I can say: it is finally spring, and we are able to play some golf. Oh, it, it it couldn't have come at a better time. The weather is beautiful. I've been on out on the course several times already, and I know you have too. So. I think we got a bunch to talk about, man. Well, not a bunch to talk about. We have, we have. Uh, I, I have something to talk about. I don't know about yeah. you. You were quite mysterious when you texted me earlier today to do this podcast. Yeah, I got, a, I got a little something in store for you. But uh, you, you sir, had a lesson, correct? I did. I did. All so, right, so, so we'll talk uh, about that. We'll talk about yeah, that in absolutely. a minute. And uh, I got, I got uh, another little ditty which I've, I've informed you about that. You know, I joined a uh, a competitive golf league this week. We'll we'll talk a little bit about, but uh, um, I'm very giddy. Before we get started, I gotta send you. I just sent you a text message. Set your phone okay. buzzing there. Okay. Open open Let's... that bad boy up and take a look. Are you? Did you do it? Did you do it? I did it, dude. I, I, I spent the permission slip. It's been spent. So my uh, dude, my dude. Yep. I, uh, I, for those of you, if you're just listening in, I pulled the plug on purchasing the driver that I was fitted for here a while back. It is the, it's the Callaway Big Bertha B21. And, um, let's just say this. They claim it has anti-slice technology. And I've seen some reviews that for some people it worked, some people it didn't. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, it worked for me and I am loving it. Man, that is so awesome. So how you are you hitting it good? Is is I know that you have texted me after your rounds and what the last two rounds you've said I've hit driver really good, but that's all you've said. <laughs> are you hitting it good? I'm hitting it very good. So, so let me let me back up and and tell a little backstory to this. So, okay, we've already prefaced that I'm a cheapskate. All right. Yes. It, it, it's very difficult for me to to nudge and pull the trigger on something, especially this expensive. So, our boy Jeffrey had sent me a text message um, just a couple weeks ago, and he had sent me this picture of a. Callaway Maverick driver and he said hey man just wanted to let you know I got a buddy of mine that is selling this Maverick and it is in mint condition he only wants $250 for it and it by the way I saw that driver um it, it was I mean it may as well have been the plastic I know it, it looked beautiful and and if you remember back when we were talking on one of the other podcasts I had said if I was going to buy a driver based on looks, I would buy the Maverick because I just I love the looks of that driver. And uh, so, and, and and mind you, you know we talk about life happening. I was actually in the parking lot of a vet clinic when he sent me this, so I had nothing else to do but stew over this driver he sent me. <laughs> right. 
which vet clinic, whole other story for another day. But yeah, that's yeah. No, nonetheless, I'm sitting there looking at this driver and I'm like, but I hit Maverick and I didn't really like it. And, and so then I was like, well, maybe I just didn't hit it good that day. And, and so then I thought, well, but I really like the rogue. And then I, you know, all these thoughts run through my head. So finally I just said, Jeff, I said, I'm going to go to Dick's tomorrow and I'm going to hit the Maverick. And I'm going to hit a couple other things and I'll get back to you. He's like, okay, not a problem, man. Not a big deal. Not a big rush. So the missus as my witness, we went to Dick's and I hit Maverick and I hit probably 20 balls with the Maverick. And I'm telling you, I could not. I even set the draw setting as, as, as high as I could get it. And I could not keep from banana slicing the ball i mean just completely Mm -hmm. off the reservation to the right and um so then i said well let's see if the big bertha b21 still holds water and the first the first swing right out of the gate 260 yards and mind you this was on the simulator at dicks obviously but straight down the middle of the pipe 260 yards 1900 rpm spin rate piercing trajectory piercing i mean just <laughs> we're, we're we're dropping bombs here i mean in comparison to my my minimal 225s that i've been hitting recently <laughs> an audible groan escaped garen <laughs> uh, so you know i was like can it really be so i hit another one and i hit another one and it was just the same result time after time after time after time and and literally the missus was sitting there watching and she looked at me she's like you're gonna buy that today aren't you and i said you're absolutely right i am <laughs> i said i don't think i have a choice <laughs> wrap it up wrap it up so she yeah she told me she's like you know she's like at the end of the day she said you're gonna you can either spend 500 on this one which still makes me gag but right buy 500 dollars, get the one you know that is is right for your game and you're going to be happy with it or pay 250 and get something that you're still going to be tinkering with and it's not going to fit your game and at the end of the day in two years you're going to be buying something else anyways it's true uh I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, a driver, uh, is a lot like a putter. It's a very personal thing. And you guys have heard me talk about getting fitted. And, uh, I recently upgraded my driver head, um, to the SIM two. I had the opportunity to pretty much upgrade for free. And, um, there's a couple of things in my mind that, that really affect a driver. Um, and they're non-tangible. Um, aside from MOI and anti-slice technology and weighting and all that, there are two other things that, that I think are, are a really big deal to a golfer. And I think these boxes got checked for you with the B21, and they definitely did with me for the Sim 2. Um, it's how it looks behind the ball. Um, yep. Actually, think, three things. I think you said it best before. It just instills confidence. Absolutely. Well, that, that's one of my other things, how it's, how it looks behind the ball, um, how it sounds. We all have a preference on how we want our driver to sound. I, I like that dead, that, that dead 
dull, muted sound, and you like a you like a a, a, a sharper sound. And then the other thing is just straight up confidence. Um, if it could be the worst, cheapest club in the world, and if you had all the confidence in the world in it, you're gonna you're more more times than not you're gonna hit it well. Yep, I, I totally agree, and that's that's what this has given me. Um, and, and it's kind of weird you say that about the sound. I do like that that very tingy metal sound that most traditional Callaway drivers give. Yep. But this Big Bertha sound, it has a lot of the same sound that the Sim does. It, it's got I that. Love, I love that noise. Because the whole, the whole crown is carbon. Right. Yeah, the whole crown is carbon, just like the Maverick and the Rogue and, and the, the Sims. The whole crown's carbon. So you get, it, it's a lot different sound for me. But let me tell you, you know, we've talked a lot about my old Mizuno control driver I used to hit that I just, every time I got up on the tee box, I knew that I, I was going to hit it right down the middle of the fairway. I just didn't know, you know, I didn't know which side of the fairway it might be on if I, if I miss a little bit, but like I knew that I was going to be in play and, and that's what's, that's what this driver's given me. I, I don't ever any, in any of the rounds I've played, I've played about four rounds with this driver now. And I've gotten to the point now where I don't fear getting on the tee box and just letting it rip because I just feel like I have I have control and and that throw everything Listen, else mechanics I, and everything out the window that means more to me than anything. I I get it. I I one hundred percent get it. I played a um, a championship level course yesterday, as you know. Um, played the Cobb in Glade Springs for you West Virginia and Pittsburgh folks. It is worth the drive. Um, actually, I'm, I'm jealous. Kentucky, Ohio, wherever. <laughs> Oh my God, it's a it's a gorgeous course, and Garen, yesterday I hit twelve fair, fairways yesterday, twelve fairways yesterday at the that's, cost. That that's impressive. Like it, un, unbelievable what uh, confidence and and just feeling good about your driver will do. So I'm happy for you, man. You 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 checked off the permission slip and turned it back in. Good for I, you. I did, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited for us to finally, you know, hopefully here pretty soon get to play together. I, I think you'll be impressed with it. So, good. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And it's getting, it's getting about that time for us to meet up and do some, do some playing. So, uh, yes, yes, it is. So, I'm looking forward to it. Well, well, enough about me, man. You've, uh, you know, you, you had a lesson. I've heard little snippets of it. Not really. A deep dive. So, so take us there. T- tell us a little bit about your your lesson. I know you said you know you're you're finally gonna put your your uh, your money where your mouth is or something like that. I may have just screw yeah, that up big time, but you were right. No, you're you absolutely, dude. You you put it straight on. I'm gonna put my money where my mouth mouth is and try to do something every day to get a little better uh, at the game. And um, so. Uh, I, I'll in in the spirit of transparency, um, the beginning of this golf season um, has not started as well as it ended last year for me, uh, which is understandable, but a little disappointing because I did a lot of a lot of work over the over the winter as as Garen and I have documented. Um, so uh, you know the the issues that I'm having are just straight up. Uh, attributed to 
not being able to clear my hips and being inconsistent and getting handy. Um, so, uh, I, I had, I had taken myself as far as I humanly thought I could, um, and finally gave in and called up a pro and set up a lesson and had my first lesson. Uh, that was two weeks ago today. Now this was um, at, is that Diamond Links in Kentucky? Is that where you went? Yeah, I uh, went to Diamond Links uh, Golf Course in Ashland, Kentucky. Uh, it's on the Catlettsburg side of, of Ashland. It is a beautiful 18-hole uh, golf course on top of a mountain. Um, it is a shot maker's course, not the longest course in the world, but they keep it in great shape. Um, and there's a chance uh, contingent upon where I land in the next uh, five or six months that I'm going to end up being a member there. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's not a long trek for you. 15, 20 minutes, man. Yep. Um, w- well worth it to have my, my greens fees and cart piece fees paid for. So, um, but the pro there, his name's Quinn Cole, uh, shout out to Quinn. I'm sure Quinn will never hear this. And then again, maybe he will. Um, but big shout out to Quinn Cole. Um, he, uh, he, he was kind enough to take, uh, an hour and a half of his time and we went out on the golf course and I, he asked me, you know, basically, um, what I wanted to work on, um, met me on the putting green. We putted for a few minutes. Um, and, uh, he took me out on the course and took me out and put a seven iron in my hand and basically just said, all right, all right, man, uh, let's see what you got. And, uh, I showed him and, uh, he confirmed exactly what, uh, Jeff, yourself and myself have, have been saying, and it's just attributed to not being able to clear my hips. Um, that's where my inconsistency uh, with everything comes from. Uh, and for some reason, I'm able to clear my hips a little better uh, with a driver in my hand. Um, Quinn, Quinn attributed to that to the fact that with a driver, you just swing more freely. Um, with an iron in your hand, you tend to try to be a little more precise and put the ball um, in the middle of the club face, and that's totally understandable. But... Um, he made a few adjustments. Uh, by the end of the lesson, I was I was putting stuff in the middle of the, the, the club face like I wanted, and he gave me some drills to start working on, uh, and I will be seeing Quinn again next Monday. So um, doing, my, doing my due diligence and doing my homework, um, and I'll be seeing him on my swing next Monday. Uh, he also worked with me on chipping, uh, which I had a terrible problem with uh, decelerating, um, a problem I know you have as well, Garen. Um, yeah, Tom's, so, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, we'll, we'll come back. It's actually an interesting topic. Cause I think you've been listening to one of the other podcasts that I listened to, and there was some, some, uh, some drills that were in there. I think they were called the Seekman drills that these gentlemen yes. were talking about that, uh, can, can maybe help a little bit with that. Shout out to Mike and Eli. Let's go. Let's go. That's right. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I had a, a big issue with decelerating and that would, that would either cause me to chunk or skull the ball clear across the green. Uh, and he just made, he made one really small adjustment with my feet and one really small adjustment with my hands. And that problem is gone. I, and when I say gone, I've done it in two weeks and I've got, six rounds in in two weeks uh so what what was the what was the adjustment so all he did was move my weight uh about 80 20 85 15 uh to my front foot 
and he put the grip of the club, the grip of the wedge, more into um, my fingers and out of my palms. So it's a little different grip than, than you're going to take uh, swinging a full swing iron or, or a driver or a fairway metal or something like that. Um, the, the, the grip comes down into your fingers so you have a little more feel. Um, and we worked on distance control using, the, using my hands and feel. Yeah, that, it's interesting you mentioned that because I had, I believe it was in Golf Magazine that I was reading an article here recently, and I kind of made the same adjustment of just kind of looking looking at things, and I got to thinking back, you remember my driver fitting, you know, the pro was like, you know, which, which how are you distributing your weight during your, your back swing and, and uh, four swing on your driver, and I was starting off with all my weight on my front feet. And, you know, like I mentioned, I got, you know, shifted more to where I'm, I'm starting off with more weight on my back foot and then transitioning through. Right. And so then I think I started incorporating that on everything and didn't, didn't realize I was throwing my, <laughs> my throwing ch- the club into the ground. Yeah. Chipping my chipping game just went all to crap and I couldn't figure out why. And then I start reading this article and it talks exactly what you're talking about with the, you know, the grip being laying more into, you know, the concave of your fingers instead of in your palm. And, um, you know, I've, I, I worked on that a little bit and it made a big difference for me. And plus when I'm shooting, making my wedge shots, um, you know, kind of opening up the face a little bit, which may be right or wrong and using all of my, you know, most of my weight on my front feet and letting my hips kind of carry the ball instead of, being so handsy right um so did i did i send you the uh did i send you the the slow-mo video he sent me of um of my of my chip swing no i don't think he did i will uh actually we'll we'll post it on we haven't posted crap on instagram we apologize listeners we've we've been garbage humans but we have good reason i promise um (laughs) (laughs) um maybe we'll post that on on instagram right after we record the podcast today or right after we post the podcast. Um, so what he did with me is he wanted me to keep that, that weight on my front foot and then keep my my uh, my lower body completely quiet and guide the club guide the club face, uh, guide the club head with my shoulders and arms and just turn through it. Um, almost as if you're you're kind of locked around it. Uh, he, 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 he made it he made a really good analogy. you're handcuffed around a pole with a with a golf club in your hand and you have to swing the golf club around the pole does that make sense to you yeah yeah you're you're kind of that's what do they call that you're you're kind of rotating using your spine as your rotational as angle yep absolutely um and it i mean everything has has come off crisp everything is my disc my distance control and proximity the hole from about 40 yards in used to be atrocious you never knew where it was going to go <laughs> like never knew where it was going to go and then this one small change um in in something i was really close to already doing anyway um has totally changed that i i have uh, complete confidence in stepping up to a chip just off the green and chipping up um, and then he and I had a conversation about playing the bump and run and I'm putting that, that pitching wedge, nine iron, eight iron bump and run, uh, into my bag 
full time all the time now when I have green in front of me. There is no use not to use green in the rollout that is always going to be consistent if you know the, the speed of the green. There is no reason whatsoever not to use that. And I agree. I always want to play that hero shot where I flop something up in the air and land it directly next to the hole and let it spin and stop. And I can create that spin, but I can also skull it clear across the freaking exactly. green and into somebody's breakfast nook. Exactly. I'm, I, ma'am, I'm sorry I put that ball in your cereal. <laughs> I, you, can I you get want, that back? You know what's interesting? So whenever I used to play high school golf way back in the day, that was one of the things... I won't say my, my golf coach was a very good golf instructor at all. Like he, he really wasn't, but there's was one thing that he did teach us. And that was the bump and run shot around the green. And every now and then I, I pull it back out and remember it because here's what got me thinking about it this year. The winter conditions, I could oh, yeah. not, I could not get, I, I couldn't clip one. I couldn't, I could not clip a ball with my lob wedge. I was doing exactly like you're saying, just scoring it across the green. Tight lies are the best teachers. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I didn't learn over the winter at all. Like, I, I had these tight lies, and I would go out and skull it and skull it and skull it and skull it. And I'm thinking to myself, why in the world can I not get anything close when I could have been hitting a pitching wedge bump and run or or a little nine iron and letting, letting it roll up and roll out because the greens are slow in the winter. Yep. Like, why in the world not? Um, but, d- dude, is it, it's it's a game changer. Um, and when I have, you know, when I have green in front of me and I, I, I'm comfortable with the speed of the green, which I always try to putt before I, I tee off anyway, um, <laughs> you know, well, a tail of two rounds, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. And um, – <laughs> I had a I had an incident earlier this week. We'll talk about it, either in a future episode or before we end today. Um, it, it wasn't it was a heck of an incident, but you know you you get on these tight lies and you try to make these hero shots as amateurs. We just can't freaking do it, man. It's just it it's not something that we can do consistently. And you know what we can do consistently? Bump it up. Yep. No, I, I completely agree with you because I I was getting really frustrated there you know, when the season first started because the ground is, it, it's lumpy, it's it's starting to thaw, and, you know, I just couldn't clip anything, so I started doing the, if if I was, you know, if I was within five yards off of the green, I was bumping and running because it, yeah. it just, there was no reason, there's no reason to put myself in that predicament. So, you know, now as things plush up a little bit and I know I can get underneath the ball, yeah, I might go back to that lob wedge shot whenever I'm a little bit closer, but, um you know, there's nothing, there's no shame in playing a bump and run whatsoever. Oh, no. No, I, I, I love it. I love how consistent it is. And, and I kicked myself yesterday. You know, I, I, I hit all those fairways. I'm going to brag on myself for hitting all those fairways yesterday, but I'm also going to, I'm going to just be truthful. I hit two greens in regulation yesterday. Burn it That's down, atro- baby. Burn it down. It's, atro- <laughs> it's atrocious. <laughs> atrocious. So do you know why I didn't hit any greens in regulation? Because I wasn't consistent with with because I had myself consistently 120 130 yards in and couldn't iron these pitch shots out. So that's going to be you know going back to my lesson. That's going to be my my focus with Quinn um, this week um, is is going to work from about 150 down to about 100. 
uh, that's going to be that that's going to be the thing I ask him to work work with me with because I think that's where I need the most work. I tell um, I tell you a really good drill that I saw the other day for that, and and I've actually been thinking about it myself to 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 use a little bit for practice. Mm-hmm. They were talking that you could take. I mean, you obviously probably don't want to do this. You're not going to do this at the driving range on someone's mat, but if you're in your backyard or something, take a just a little bit of spray paint and draw spray paint a straight line, like you know maybe four feet long or something. You can do it with foot by, foot powder too. Yeah, e- either way, and set your ball on the line, set like four balls on the line, and hit your balls towards your target. And if your your divot should be in front of the line all the time. Right. If you're yep. if you're clipping it right. And and if your your divot is on the line or behind the ball, then you know that you're 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 getting too steep or, or coming behind the ball or maybe the ball's not not in the right position in your stance mm-hmm. um, absolutely but but that i saw that drill the other day i was like you know what that that's a that is a really good drill that's a that's a spectacular drill i need to go get more foot spray I, i'm telling you um the guys the guys on the chasing chasing scratch pro- podcast uh joke about foot spray a whole lot but it, i mean it's a it's a lifesaver to put on your on your club face to see where you're striking the ball and to put on the, on the ground to, to see where, you know, you're actually making a divot, like you said. So it's a man, it's, it's, it's been a, a really like eye opening experience. I, I, I'll be honest. And I, you know, me, I'm the, I'm the, the, the proverbial optimist of our group of friends. I'm, I'm always, you know, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be awesome. I expected to come out and play a lot better than than I have. Uh, I am playing better than I did at the beginning of the year, yes, uh, last year. Um, so I can't complain at all with the improvements that I made. But ne- needless to say, I, I've I, I've I've found it a bit of a disappointment because you know I, I've I've hung uh, two high scores up already, and it, it's April twelfth. Um, of course, we've been playing since it's been warm enough to, to play down here in West Virginia. Um, but you're still tinkering, also, though. You're still tinkering yeah, a man. little bit. Well, I saw the flash. You know, I had a, I had a, I shot even par on on a nine hole track last week. Um, as you and Jeff, you and Jeff got the saga through Marco Polo as that was going on. Um, yeah, what'd you do on the other nine? <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Let's not, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Do we really have, okay, okay, well, so really quick. So, ladies and gentlemen, I shot a 77 last week. Um, really proud of that 77. Um, I shot a... Uh, and then turn around and shot a, a, a what this I shot, weekend? I, I shot, I just shot a 92, 94, I'm sorry, 94. Um, shot a 77, and the, so the first nine was a beautiful... 45 <laughs> and I shot even par on the uh the second nine and ended up shooting 77 I'll take two over or, or uh, eight over all day well, I'm it's, sure you uh, will it's uh M- M- Mr. Braggerton <laughs> yeah listen I it, it, but I say all that <laughs> I say all that to to say that like I'm seeing stuff start to come together I'm having like yesterday there were flashes of me like my ball striking was really, really, really good, but it's not consistently good, right? Right. And and that that that's what really keeps me up at night. 
you know, that's why I'm going to see Quinn. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm soaking in all the knowledge that I possibly can. And I'm trying to do something every single day to get a little better at golf, uh, if I'm not playing. So, um, you know, I, the, the same for you, you've, you've been on the grind all, all winter long with Jeff and myself. We've all three and Jeff is just out of his mind. Uh, Jeff shot 79 at the Cobb yesterday, which is incredible that dude, that's nuts. He played out of his gourd. Um, he shot 79, taking a seven on one hole on the front and a six on a par four on the back. Is, like, that, is that where they're having the West Virginia Open or the amateur this year? Which, which one are they playing there? I uh, want to say the amateur is at the Cobb this year. E- either is, either way, it's a, it's, it's a tough enough track that they're, they're playing their championship oh. round. Uh, one, either one of them is a, is a tough – competition <laughs> that that course legitimately um could host a, a, a pga event yeah it's it, if they if they back up that like the par threes there are absolutely just out of your mind hard like out of your mind hard yeah it, it's as nice um in a lot of respects as the Greenbrier. a lot of people don't give it as much credit but it is all three courses that are there at, at glade springs are beautiful courses Right. Oh, it is. They, they are. Um, the Cobb is the most open. Um, it, it reminds you of something you would see down in North Carolina in the Pinehurst area because you have, you have some 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 waste areas and caution areas, but you're you're not really going to lose a ball on the Cobb. If you lose a ball on the Cobb, you've you've hit it off the reservation. Um, Stonehaven and Woodhaven are they're they're mountain courses and you're if you lose if if you're not driving the ball or hitting the ball straight you're you're probably losing a a dozen pearls that day yeah yeah it it is a tough track but but uh to yeah to kind of wrap up my my lesson man um i'm i'm continuing to see quinn um for anybody in the in the west virginia area uh kentucky area eastern ohio area that that wants a really really great pro who who's a a legitimately great human being as well. I know Quinn off the golf course as well. Uh, he's a spectacular golfer and a great teacher. Uh, go see Quinn Cole at Diamond Links um, Golf and Country Club, and go play that that course if you haven't. Um, yeah, it's a it's a fun track, definitely. Yeah, a fun it track. Re- it really is. It's it's not going to blow you away. It's not a Pete Dye course or anything like that. But it's it's well designed. It it is a shot maker's course. You do have to make shots on that course. Um, and you have the the ability to go low there. So uh, go play Diamond Links and go see Quinn. Um, I know I'm going to continue to go see Quinn. I actually recruited my next door neighbor. Actually has his third lesson with Quinn today. Um, nice. So yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, go see Quinn Cole at Diamond Links. But uh, yeah, man, just continue and try and get better. You know. That that's awesome, man. I I, I need to do the same. Um. <laughs> Yeah, if I if I could find some time, I need to get out and do the same and 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 help myself out here a little bit. But it, it's we're getting close to season time, and I'm uh, I'm I'm just excited to be able to get out there and and enjoy myself again. So yeah, dude, um, me too. Lots of golf to be played. What, what are you eating there, Goober? Sorry, I did, so <laughs> fine. Uh, so I used to be a fat dude, and I'm proud to say I used to be a fat dude, ladies and gentlemen. I just got off the uh, the bike. I do the Peloton thing, and uh, I've got my 
got my protein shake here next oh, to me. I'm trying okay. to drink it as, as quietly as possible. Yeah, I apologize. You, you're, going, you're going all Bryson DeChambeau on us, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> trying to put on 40 pounds of muscle and 200-mile-an-hour uh, 200, 200 ball speed. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you. He, he has been fun to watch, but uh, I... Uh, so so glad glad your lesson went well. I'm glad to hear hear all that. Um, I wanted to touch just real quickly here. So I joined a uh, for those of you that are in the Pittsburgh area. If you have not heard of it, uh, I joined an org- organization that's called the Pittsburgh Golfers Tour. Sweet. And the Pittsburgh Golfers Tour is probably the closest that you are going to find um, to being on the PGA Tour as an amateur golfer. Uh, very cool uh, setup that they have. So basically, they play a tournament every weekend. And in most cases, they play at courses that you would not have access to otherwise. So um, some, are, some of them are public. The ones that are public is what I would call more high-end public. Um, but the pro, you know, they do have some private courses like, uh, Shanapin Country Club, La Trobe Country Club, uh, which is Arnold Palmer's home course here in Pennsylvania. Yeah, is, yeah these are, these are, these are, uh, public courses that you struggle to, you'd struggle to get on otherwise. Yeah. La Trobe, La Trobe is very, very locked down. You, it's private. You can't get on. Um, there's another one, Nima Colon Country Club. That's, that's really private. So some really nice courses, right here in Pittsburgh, and they do go a little bit north into Ohio, um, but it's just like the tour. You you compete every week, and it is a it is a net handicap league, so you are flighted with people that are, you know, equally, you know, equally based from a, a skills perspective to you. So they have three flights, an A, B, and a C, and you can play in as many tournaments as you want or as few tournaments as you want. And at the end of the, the season, you're based, there's all kinds of different competitions, low gross, low net, most points. Um, and then they have all kinds of scans and closest to the hole every week. So just something, you know, I haven't got to play competitive golf in a long time. And this is something that's been on my radar that I've wanted to do. And uh, so I joined up with it. And uh, shout out to Dan and the folks there. They've been super super kind as as a newbie coming along they you can definitely tell like they want like they want you there they they enjoy people coming and enjoying themselves and just you know they're they're really a really really good ambassador for the game up here in pittsburgh i've really really been shocked that's Um, awesome but they um we had our first uh our first open uh this this weekend we we had our first match. It was at Lindenwood Golf Club, which is a it's a public course, but it's one of those that I would say is more you know on the higher end of things. Um, very nice facility. They got nice practice practice facilities and everything. But um, they had about sixty four golfers come out, so each flight had you know twenty two or so golfers in each flight. And um, I'm, I'm, when I edit this, I'm going to cue in some suspense music here. So so. Oh. Lenny, Le- <laughs> Lenny, Le- uh, don't 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 get Cue a suit. Music. Don't get a suit here, Richard. <laughs> we'll just we'll make a pseudonym for Lenny. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna have to come up with our our own acronym here. But uh, so here's how my day went, 
in my first Ooh. day back to competitive golf. Hold on, are you are you getting ready to do a dramatic read? I, I am in in, in some sorts, but it's gonna very it's gonna be very short. So this is gonna be a this is gonna be a tribute to the guys. So I get to the course and I pull in, and mm. I've I've got the new Callaway Big Bertha in in the in the bag, mm. and and the the confidence is just oozing. Oh. So, I'm, so, I, I, I've got I, chill bumps right now. Yeah, I, this, just the confidence is oozing out of my pores. So, you know, I pull up, I go check in, get registered. I'm like, where's the practice facility? So they point me to the range. I go up there and, you know, started slow with some wedges. Then I moved my way up into a seven iron. And then I got out the B21. And I'm just striping them. Can't mm. can't miss. Just striping them. And so I'm like, all right, I'm ready. And then I'm like, oh wait, I got a putt. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so I'm looking. And I'm like, okay, my all right, my foursome's not on the tee box yet. I got time. It was it was a supposed to be a 130 tee time. Um, you know, I had checked in well before one, so but we're we're starting to run up to the one fifteen mark. Um, so I start to putt. You know, starting to get my rhythm. I chipped a few. Um, you know, did some lag putts, trying to get used to the speeds and everything. And and I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I think I'm ready. So I get down to the tee box. And they get get us all paired up. We're fifteen minutes behind. So the the group in front of us was a was a you know some elderly elderly guys that uh, were moving a little slower we'll just say that's okay and uh so we teed off it was roughly probably about 145 when we finally teed up and um another interesting thing here is they have their own tees so you know immediately i was thrown off because you know uh, i'm not used to the tee box setup that they've got going on but nevertheless i you know get up we all flip Flip the T to see who's going to go first, and guess who goes first? No, oh, that's you, baby. That that would be me. <laughs> so I get up to the T box, set my T in the ground. I'm looking. I'm like, all right, you got this. So, you know, give the club a couple waggles, getting getting ready, you know, getting all set up. And I look down at the ball, and I look up at the fairway. And all of the confidence that I had in my soul just diminished when I saw bunkers on each side of the fairway. <laughs> Garen, cue the wah, wah, wah music. <laughs> so I tee it oh, up. Oh, buddy. And I rear back and swing, and nothing feels good about my swing. And, and you know, here I was, you know, bragging on my driver and everything. First swing right out of the gate, slice right. And I'm like... All right, here we go, $500 down the drain. But thankfully, I actually hit it over the bunker in the fairway, which never happens. <laughs> no. I hit it I hit it past the bunkers in the fairway, and I was, I was in the rough, but I was laying pretty safe. All right. Second shot. I get up. I think I was roughly about uh, 130 out, I believe. So I pull a nine iron okay. and put a really good swing on the ball. I mean, 
so good I felt like I didn't even hit the ball. Mm. Left of the green, probably about... Th this is going to get back to the discussion we just talked about. About, okay. about maybe 10 yards off the green. Okay? okay? So I pull out the lob wedge. I'm like, I got this. I'm going to get up. Gonna get up and down for par. We're gonna we're gonna save this hole. We're good. Skull it clear across the green. Oh no. Yep, skull it right across the green. And instead of doing what I should have, which would have been to pull out the bump and run, get it up there and let's get this thing putted and move on. I pull another lob wedge. And up, landed it past the hole on a downward slope, rolls all the way down to the bottom of the green. Putt back up, bypass the hole, come back. Oh. Long story short, we start off our first competitive round in I don't know how many years at three over par. <laughs> Living that triple bogey life. Triple bogey right off the top. Mm. I did salvage. I managed to pull par, which was a very scrambly par for the next hole. And then we moved on to first par five, in which I parred. And then I went on a streak of, of bogeys. And, um, you know, was holding it pretty, pretty well together playing bogey golf for the rest of the okay. nine. So I finished front nine at 46. Okay. All right. And then right out of the gate on the second nine... <laughs> Mm. Double bogey again. Mm. I uh, I struggled and managed through to uh, you know pull a couple more pars and play bogey golf the rest of the round and uh, ended up with a 45 on the back nine. So turned turned in a 91, which was a net 74 for for the tournament. And I think, believe it or not, out of 22, I actually wasn't that disappointed in myself. I think I finished around eighth. Oh, nice. So. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, I left some strokes out there. The other thing I left out is I missed two putts within three foot, which was, mm. that killed me. Um, Got to be confident, man. Gotta yeah. Got to be confident. You Got to bang those down the throat. Yeah, If you take away the triple bogey and the couple doubles and the two missed three foot putts, I'd have had a pretty good day. Yeah, um, Absolutely. Other than that first hole, to be honest with you, driver did not get me in trouble the rest of the day. And um, to be, uh, the, I am going to pat myself on the back here a little bit. I was playing with all A-group players. So oh, all, nice. all the players that they grouped me with, because I was a last-minute entry, um, all the players that they grouped me with were seven handicaps and below. Oh, cool. Okay. And... and I was within probably five yards. Uh, in some cases, I actually outdrove a couple of them on a few. Nice. On every hole. So very happy with the way driver went. Driver is, is doing good things for me. I just got to get the rest of the game together, and I think, think we might have some good stuff to come. Well, that's, uh, that's, that was what I was getting ready to say. You can check driver off your list and now you can start working on, on other stuff. That's, that's kind of how I feel with, with, um, my driver and three wood and hybrids. Um, I hit one bad hybrid yesterday, but otherwise, man, I, I absolutely, uh, strike my hybrids. I've got to work on my iron play. 
uh, and to work from 150 in. Um, if yep. I can get that dialed in, things are going to be like, I think there's a chance I can see the 70s. I'm not going to say consistently, but I'll see mid-low 80s and then sprinkle in a few high 70s here and there pretty consistently. I really think I can do that. It's going to be exciting. I think, you know, we both put in a lot of work this year. Um, you know, I, I think getting the consistency is where it needs to be. And uh, I don't know. I think we'll we'll, we'll do pretty good. But we're going, to, we're going to do some stuff to spice it up here pretty soon. We might have to come up with some type of a uh, braggers prize here and get a little competition oh, going on. Let's go. Let's do this, <laughs> man. Absolutely. Um, we'll... we'll we uh in in we're not gonna rip off the guys at the uh, chasing scratch podcast, but they're gonna be a uh, I'm sure they'll be an inspiration for what we pick out. Yeah, we'll we'll have to come up with a uh, we'll have Maybe to we'll come have up. Mike and Eli sign some stuff for us. That would be cool. Yeah, we uh absolutely. we we'll have to have our equivalent of uh the the antle for uh not a team competition, <laughs> but but a one on one. So. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, we can't, as long as it's not a picture of, picture of Carl Weathers, and those of you are who, who listen to that podcast understand their affinity for Carl Weathers, so <laughs> um, we can't use Carl. But uh, maybe, maybe we reach out to the guys at uh, Chasing Scratch and see if they can't, they can't uh, personalize a little prize for us. We'll, uh, we'll be glad, to, we'll be glad to, to, to promote them and pay them a little something, something for something cool. That's it. I like it. So... And All then, right. uh, so, well, while we're, while we're, let's, let's float this out. Let's take the last three, four minutes of the podcast to float this out there. What about, so we're not, I'm, I'm a few points lower than you handicap wise. Um, what are you right now? Uh, 15, three, I think. Okay. So I'm a nine, four. <sighs> let's say by the end of july whoever shaved the most points legitimately off of their handicap and i'll i'll, I'll play your game because we had a discussion about you know i I'll, I'll play it you know down the middle um we had a discussion about you know what constitutes a handicap capable handicapable round handicapable round um I'll, I'll play it according to usga rules and whoever shaves the most points off of their handicap um, buys the other a dozen balls. I can go for that. that, that I love it. That, that's the that's the uh, we'll start there, but I think that the ante is going to be up a lot more than that. But <laughs> yeah, for for the end of the year, we'll we'll really go for it. But we'll do a we'll do a little mid midsummer prize by the end of July. Let's and we'll uh, we'll go for a dozen balls, and then by the end for the end of the year. Yeah, we'll definitely go for we got to have our own antle. All right, all right, I'm in. Cool, I love it. All right, man, well, let's wrap this up. So just a quick plug, if this is your first time on the podcast, um, you can follow the Pittsburgh Golf Hack on Instagram and Twitter, at PGHGolfHack. You can also find us on, the, uh, on Facebook, just the Pittsburgh Golf Hack, and also check out the YouTube channel for the Pittsburgh Golf Hack where you'll find all kinds of cool reviews on products, local golf courses of Pittsburgh, and all sorts of other shenanigans. So uh, with that being said, you got anything else for him, Rich? No, I've, uh, you, you said it best, man. Uh, like, subscribe, hit that uh, you know heart button and all that other good stuff. Uh, 
we're two guys who are kind of learning how the podcast uh, process works, and uh, I we we enjoy this. Whether you know a lot of people listen to it or not, we enjoy it. So That's right. uh, like, subscribe, and and all that other good stuff, and we'll keep pumping out content for you know the few or the many that decide to listen to us. That's right, man. All right, folks, until the next time, you all get out and hit them straight and keep on hacking.